Hello guys, welcome back to the Ruben Tang Podcast. Today I'm joined by my friend Pierre. Uh, and today's topic of discussion is going to be about shoes. I know Pierre um, is a big fan of shoes, shoe fanatic, I'll say, and he also dabbles in the shoe reselling business. So Pierre, if you want to go ahead and can you kind of like explain like how you first or why you, you, know, you like shoes so much? I don't know, I'm not really into fashion too much. I find shoes as like the one piece that'll stand out. In your wardrobe like you could have like a five dollar shirt five dollar pants but like if you have like really nice shoes you'll stand out versus like wearing like fifty dollar shoes and then like you have like a hundred dollar shirt or like hundred dollar pants or like the shoes are what i think like makes an outfit so that's why i like put so much emphasis on it so do you do you base like what you wear during the day around your shoes uh i mean during the day i'm just wearing like gym stuff so it doesn't really matter uh, but like when i go out and i want to wear specific shoes i like base yeah. the whole fit on the shoes. So when, when, when did you say, like, you first really started to get into the shoes, like, you know, following the drop dates and stuff like that? Uh, it all started 2016, the Nike Air Jordan 1 breads. Uh, I wasn't even really into them, but one of my friends told me, like, they're doing a raffle at this store, and so I entered, and then I won, and then I sold it, and made, like, $100, and that's when I saw, like, okay, this... This could be a thing and then I slowly started to get into it but I still didn't know everything like even then I went for a size that back then if I went for a different size I probably would have made like $200 but I didn't didn't know much about you know what specifically to do I just entered my size even though I knew I wasn't gonna wear them and then from then on I just looked more into it there's a lot of information on the web stuff like that and just yeah so could you could you explain to the listeners right now um what are like the criteria for what like the criteria for shoes that make more money uh it's all supply and demand so if there's well i guess yeah so supply and demand i'm in simple like yeah. economics so if the shoe is limited and a lot of people want it then the price is going to be a lot higher versus if there's a ton of stock and not a lot of people want it, it'll probably go for under retail so like so you would say like for like really small sizes or really large sizes there's less of those in supply so those shoes would sell more yeah those are more rare therefore people will pay more for them but also a main thing is is china that's why uh specific like air jordan ones are big in china so there's a big demand in china for smaller sizes and that's why a lot of the u.s stock in like sizes anywhere from like seven to eight or nine will basically be sold to China. And that's why the price is so high. Okay. So, I mean, you, you bring up China, and that, that's interesting, because I hear a lot of people talking about, like, fake shoes coming from China. How, how prevalent is, are, are fake shoes in, I guess, like, the Houston community when you, when you try to sell sneakers? I mean, yeah, definitely if you go on any website like Craigslist, OfferUp, or even Facebook groups, there's a lot of fakes out there, but... You just have to really know what to look for. There's a lot of uh, resources out there for you know identifying what makes a shoe, what makes a what makes a shoe real, what makes a shoe fake. So you just have to do your own research mainly. But a lot of people don't even know that they have yeah. a fake. They buy it. You know, I mean, fakes are so good now because I mean the factories that are in China that make the real shoes. So they have the same machine, same material, everything's right. yeah. identical. So it's, the shoe is basically identical. There's some flaws here and there that like trying to like cut corners on to save money so that's where you can really tell but uh most people like if the shoe is identical you can get like a fake receipt from online like let's say you buy a real shoe and then you can buy the fake shoe same size same color yeah. 
now you have a receipt yeah. for a fake shoe and then you sell it to someone they think it's real and then they you probably don't you probably sell it for less because you're just trying to get rid yeah. of it and then that guy thinks he's getting a steal and then he tries to sell it and then it's just like right it's spreading like, around and right. like people don't even know because they look so identical have you ever bought fake shoes a while back i couldn't afford like the real thing so i used to buy it well i mean like have you ever like oh like, like accidentally bought yeah accidentally fake bought fake shoes from somebody no i don't think so yeah so you're just that good huh i mean uh buying i used to not buy like really hype shoes so okay. like there wouldn't be fakes like i used yeah. to wear like free runs and well the fakes got really good recently like back when i started there weren't good fakes so it was really easy to fakes tell. of free runs no 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 i used to buy free runs like that wouldn't be fake like no one's okay. out here faking free runs and then yeah i, I, I remember in middle school man like everyone wore free runs the Nike yeah. free runs, like that was the shoe. That was the shoe, and yeah, now you it, could customize it, and, and like, yeah, it was. I mean, it was just so comfortable, lightweight, and it was really cheap. Yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So everyone wearing free runs. I was wearing free runs, and now it's moved over to Jordans. Yeezys are huge. Nike Off Whites huge. Dude, I, like I would I would argue like Jordans are kind of like falling off. Like, I would like, say LeBron's Jordans. Well, definitely like Nike basketball isn't where it was. Like right. definitely couple of years ago, I'm sure you saw like, people in high school, they were wearing like really nice basketball sneakers, yeah, 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 yeah. but like they would wear it casually, they wouldn't wear it right. on the basketball court, but now that kind of fell off, it's mainly more like uh, comfort, right? Um, but yeah, Jordans, I mean, the only Jordan that's really staying up there is Jordan 1s, because I feel like it's mainly the hype of people like, well, a lot of people are wearing Jordan 1s, so other people want to wear it, but that's pretty much the only Jordan that's still like... People are wearing it's also reselling really well. I, I, I remember like when I was, I think ninth or 10th grade, that's when like the Concords came out. Yeah. I just remember like, my, I, was, I was looking at all like the upperclassmen, they all had Concords. Yeah, Concords, they actually just re-released um, last year, like around early December. So uh, yeah, the last time they released before that, I think it was like 2011. I'm not 100% sure, but uh, Nike and Jordan Brandel, Every now and then they'll re uh, like re release a shoe that's very like sought after. And does that like mess up the like the re the reselling? I mean, it could for an older pair. Like let's say you have a two thousand eleven Concord brand new. I saw them going upwards of four or five hundred dollars. And then when they re release it, of course, if someone want, like okay, every time they re release a shoe, it's not going to be the exact same. Like the yeah. materials might be a little bit different. The cut of the leather might be a little bit different. So if people want the older look, the more like vintage look, then buy the old one, but most people are gonna buy the new the one. New so one. definitely, it definitely hurts to resell the old one, but then again, like people, it kind of brings back the hype as well. Like not a lot of people were wearing Concord since it came out 2011, like no one really cared for it, but since it just re-released like last December, you know, a bunch of more stock got put onto the market, a lot more people are wearing it. So people yeah. like are now into it. Like, cause in 2011, like sneakers weren't as big. Right. And now they're huge, so like people see a new shoe release, they'll be after it. Okay, well, I, I kind of want to transition back into the, the reselling aspect. Cause I, uh, for those of you who don't know, I, I, I do go to a lot of raves, and sometimes I'll buy a ticket with the intention of reselling it. Um, and you know, a lot of people they, they sometimes frown down on that because like they view you as like a scalper trying to profit off of. You know, you purposely buy something with the intention of selling and make money off, of, making money off of it. Um, what what do you say to people who make that point? I mean, I definitely can see that. I understand where they're coming from. And also the thing is like ticket reselling, like there used to be programs that would like buy the tickets. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they actually made it illegal. 
Okay. You know that? that yeah. They actually made like ticket bot like bots that would buy tickets right. like mass like you just put in I want this show these seats right. and the bot will just like spam like a hundred like a hundred entries so it's like you could buy like a hundred tickets right instead of like having a hundred computers right. it would just be one computer it would do it all for you so I mean that made it definitely easier I'm kind of straying away from the topic but um let's see I mean definitely it's like frowned upon but at the same time like so many people are doing it it's kind of like if you can't beat them join them type of thing right like okay if if people are making like tons of money doing something and like so many people are doing it like i don't know i just don't feel like i'm like i'm like okay well i'm like such a high like high up person like oh i would never do such a thing yeah. like it's get to the point where it's like you can make serious money like, people are do- making like they're living off this people are making like millions of dollars like reselling sneakers you know so it's like it's like uh, it's the same thing as yeah, just like if you can't beat them, join them right. type thing. Yeah, no, I think it's like different for like the in the raving culture. There's this whole idea of peace, love, unity, respect. Where it's like versus in in the shoe business, I wouldn't say there's an aspect of like loving community. So that's why in like the raving business, I would say it's more frowned upon to try to make money off of fellow ravers, like quote unquote. Um, so I, I would say there's like a culture difference. Oh, uh, I mean, there's definitely, I've been, there's a few couple, like, groups, I'm in, like, Facebook groups, uh, like, sneaker Twitter is, like, kind of blowing up recently, where yeah. it's, like, people, people actually do, like, look out for each other, they'll, like, sell shoes for under market value, just to, you know, they're, they want to make, like, let's say some people will, like, let's say they want a shoe, they might buy two pairs, and they want to sell that pair just to, you know, decrease the value of their own pair. Okay, so they can so help pay like, themselves back. Help pay themselves yeah. back. So it's like their pair might be free. But right. they're, they're, they're going to help out by, like, not charging too much. Right. Like, there's been times I've sold shoes. And, like, I've sold it, like, either a little bit below market or at market value. And people are actually, like, happy to buy it. Right. Because it's something that's sold out. You can't get it right. anywhere. So it's like... The re- the retail price doesn't even matter at that point. Right. Like if a shoe's going for like, let's say retails one hundred sixty, and then it's on the online for like three hundred, but you're selling it two fifty, they'll look at you like, oh, you're kind of helping them out right. because the only way to get the shoe would pay market value. Right. And if you're selling it below market, then you're kind of doing them a favor. Yeah. So people will like help each other out in that way, but definitely like there's some people who are like, oh, I hate people who use bots. I hate people resellers. Like you're literally just buying 20 pairs you don't even care for the shoes like i wanted to wear this shoe and now i can't because you did it right but i mean that's the same thing with a lot of things so yeah i mean there's always going to be people trying to make money that's it's just like people are going to make money um but my my last question before we kind of close out is what do you have to say to someone who is new to the sneaker industry or a sneaker like reselling business and wants to get in uh definitely do your research um because there's a lot of people have come to me like oh how do i get into it and it's like so much information since i've been doing it for like three years like the information you get by like failing and just being in different groups like i've paid like there's members there's groups that literally like have information that you like are like a monthly like subscription i kind of strayed away from that because it's like i'm kind of know everything now not everything but like i know most i don't need to pay for like a membership but definitely so do your research um you know, I would first start off going for some things that are 100% sure, like Yeezys are 100% sure, like some Jordans, some Jordans, that's the thing, you gotta know like which Jordans, so you gotta do your research. But that's mainly it because you can get burned, not burned like really bad, but it's like let's say you buy a shoe for 
200 and now you're trying to sell it and like it's going online for like retail well no yeah. one's gonna buy it off you if they can buy it online for retail right. so now you're stuck with this shoe and let's say the store doesn't offer return so now you have to take a loss on the shoe so now you lost money but with any business you're gonna lose money yeah to learn how to do it and eventually you won't lose money you'll know what to buy and then you'll be good so you might take small losses in the beginning what, what's the what's the biggest loss you've taken oh i can't even i mean i can think of one time there was this one shoe i didn't take a loss on it because i bought it in the store at a return policy oh, but okay. um i mean it was like i usually don't if it's like i'm not 100 percent sure yeah. and the store doesn't have a return policy yeah i usually won't buy it but uh, let's say the biggest loss, maybe like $50 on oh, one shoe. Nothing crazy. Yeah. But I mean, there have been times I bought shoes at a resale price thinking that they might yeah. go up in price or I could sell them for more. And then I haven't been able to like right. make more money off it. But I've never like took a huge loss where I'm like, I'm just done. Well, thanks, Pierre, for uh, joining me in today's podcast. Um, I appreciate it. No and then uh, tune in next time, guys, for uh, the next podcast. Bye-bye.